0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the of Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Holritz, and it is good to have you here. And my guest and I worked through some technical difficulties, and we made it work. We made it happen. Uh, my new friend, Demetrius Neal, is here with me. Thanks so much, Demetrius, for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it.
1: Hey, man, thank you for having me on this podcast, man.
0: Oh, it's absolutely a privilege, and uh, we're going to get into a really interesting topic. I'm excited about this, actually, for multiple reasons. We're going to be talking about the coexistence of faith and what may seem like, uh, in some cases, a contradiction. I don't think it is, uh, but dedication, faith and dedication as it relates to building a business, uh, really fascinating. And and we're going to get to the details of that here in just a second. But One of the things that I like to do, Demetrius, before we get into the main topic uh, at each episode is to kind of introduce our our guest a little bit with some kind of rapid fire questions, if you will. And I think the best way to introduce your brand today would be with this first question about brand position. We talk about the unique value proposition that a business, a photographer's business, your business brings to your marketplace. What is your brand position?
1: Ah, man. Uh, I think my my brand position would be just to... Always deliver, you know, good quality, clean product shots to my clients. I, I really base my business on delivering exactly what I say I'm going to do uh, for my clients. So okay. uh, it's always, you know, giving them exactly what I say stands true to my words. You know, just really nailing down, you know, who I am in my work and giving it to them always. So it's always just staying true to who I am and delivering exactly you know, what I told them I would deliver.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. I, I think it's a really powerful concept and maybe not even emphasized enough in, in our industry, the significance of saying something and then actually following through on it. I, exactly. I don't know about you, but even, even down to, you know, if somebody says to me, Hey, I, let's meet at such and such a time, or let's plan on this particular thing in this particular day at this time. When somebody tells me that I expect them to follow through on that, that, that could be professionally or personally or otherwise. And, and I don't, I'm not sure that, that um, we always put enough emphasis on that same concept as it relates to our brand as photographers. When we say we're going to do a particular thing, it's important that not only do we deliver on it, ideally, we even take it above and beyond, right? Uh, but no, we actually follow through. Yeah, that's really interesting. No. What, 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 like why, what made that important for you? Did you have a personal experience working with other companies? And you're like, you know what, I, I don't want to br- get that experience. This is what I'm going to do.
1: Not necessarily. Uh, it's a more of a store moral standpoint. Okay. So trust is trust is real big to me. Okay. You know, in this industry, you know, clients trust you. They give you, you know, a certain amount of money to deliver uh, images to them, so they can promote, you know, to grow their business. So here is that these companies are trusting you to do exactly what you tell, what you said you, would you was going to do. Yeah. So and trust is real big in any relationship that you have. I mean, so whether it's personal or business. Yeah, trust is the is the key factor. You know, if the moment you break their trust, it's hard to rebuild their relationship. It's hard to get them to trust you again. There's always these doubts and these questions of, okay, can he really do this? Can he yeah. really, you know, come through? Because last time he said it, it didn't work out so well. Yes. So I think you know, it's a moral standpoint of the trust. You know, I want my clients to always trust me when they say, hey, I got a product. I need you to shoot this. I need you to make this. You know, look, good. I need them to trust that I'm going to deliver exactly, you know, what they asked me to deliver. And I'm going to make sure I it. I so love just it. to keep that just to keep their relationship good, strong, clean. Uh, therefore, when they know they call Demetrius, we know exactly what we're going to get from you. You know, we know exactly what's going to happen. and yeah. it, it just it makes it easy for me, makes it easy for my clients and everything. So, yep. you know, tr- trust is, is such a big thing in business.
0: It is a really big thing. And it's interesting you point out the significance of trust, not just in personal or business relationships, but of course, personal relationships as well. I think about, um, so Jill who produces our podcast also happens to be my girlfriend. And one of the experiences that I had when we started dating, that was kind of a new experience for me in personal relationships and certainly stood in contrast to my tendency emotionally to kind of be up and down. I'm a pretty emotional guy. Was her, (laughs) it was, yeah, right. I know you can't imagine that. (laughs) I can't imagine it. (laughs) But, but in all seriousness, it was, it was her consistency in the way that she showed up. She wasn't unpredictable or I should say the other way around. She was predictable. I I knew that I knew what I was getting when, when I spent time with her and I wasn't used to that. I'd been in personal relationships that the person on the other side was, up one day and down the next, and up one minute and down the next, and you just kind of didn't know what you were going to get. And just the simple notion, all her other personality traits, good personality traits aside, just the simple notion that I knew what I was getting, that it was just easy to interact with this person because I knew what I was getting. It was such a relief, and it was kind of a new concept to me, frankly. Uh, so, but I, so, But in all seriousness, I'm really glad that you bring this up, because I know what this feels like firsthand, but it's, it's that very thing that we need to be delivering to our
1: clients, and I yeah. love that that's important to you. But it works. I mean, it even works all around the board, even with your team. I mean, the people that you hire, assistant, digital tech, you know, stylist, producer, you have to trust them, too. There's a trust with them to know that they're going to show up at their best at all times yeah, and they're yeah. going to give you 110%, you know, and you're going to give them 110% and therefore the team can get the client 150%, you know, to, to nail the job. So, you know, just trusting each other and having that trust amongst each other is, 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 is crucial. It's so big, man. You know, it, it's probably the one, the, the most important thing to have, you know, building a team, yep. you know, building a business is being able to, be a man of your word, a woman of your word. And when you say you're going to deliver something, you deliver it. You always see and you deliver.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay. For everybody listening in, but I have to throw this out. This is not even a side note. This is really important to know. I, I want everybody to, to see Demetrius's website too. And I'm, I'm popping this up on screen on the video, by the way, for everybody listening to the audio version of this, we are live streaming currently facebook.com slash Boca podcast, and then youtube.com slash Photogs edit the photographers edit YouTube channel. Uh, but I'm popping this up on screen. D L Neil, dot com is the website URL. And then also D or deal Neil, D E E, uh. excuse me, d e e l n e a l on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, Demetrius, I'm going to actually jump over here to your website, too. Your work, Ooh. commercial work. And we don't, have, we don't get the opportunity to have a lot of commercial photographers on the show. Is, I mean, it's just stunning, stunning stuff.
1: I appreciate how long, how, it, man.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> how long have you been doing this?
1: Ah, man. So, uh, photography itself, uh, five years. Commercial, okay. two years. Uh, so, the first couple of years of doing photography, you know, I kind of just picked up the camera, understanding the photography uh and i'm kind of glad you mentioned that man because i think a lot of times people uh they associate that when you pick up the camera you know you instantly just start making money and i didn't take that route my route was a little untraditional uh i got a mentor and he mentored me for a year and a half and in that period of being mentored i got paid for nothing i didn't get paid for anything i literally was there to obtain the knowledge understand photography yep. understand the components of a camera you know learn you know the rules of thirds and, and all the rules and then once i did that then i was able to branch off and practice even more and then eventually start charging you know for the work that i do sure. so at first i started doing off you know family portraits weddings okay. uh models and um uh, i i enjoyed it you know cuz i like people i'm a people person so i like interacting with people but yeah. Uh, I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers, man. And awesome. One day I w- I was at home and I was just thinking, like, who shot that image? Like, who does these Nike shoes and these Reebok <laughs> Adidas? And I was just intrigued. And from there, I started doing my research. And then I, I realized that, you know, these they're photographers. They just call commercial photographers. And I was like, oh, man, like, I think I found it. Like, this is it. OK. And then I did the same thing again. I found another mentor did get paid for another year. Just really understand commercial lighting, you know, the equipment, you know, just understanding the commercial world. Because it's a lot different just operating by yourself and doing family pictures and weddings and things like that. It's a little different. Uh, so I just really took the time out to learn. And uh, yeah, man, now I'm here, you know, like shooting products and, you know, having fun doing what I'm doing and actually really enjoying it. Well, it,
0: truly, it's, it's stunning stuff. And, and while we're talking about it, too, I got to pull up your Instagram account. Just, I, I'm very much a minimalist. Uh, and, and so I love just the, the way that you're laying out the images, even on your Instagram account. It's just beautifully, beautifully done. Yeah. But I'm also just, I'm so amazed at the quality of this work for only having been in the industry for just a few years. I mean, that's, that speaks highly of your commitment and your understanding of the craft as well.
1: Yeah. So again, that's one of the things I always tell people about. I mean, and it's anything that you do. In order for you to get the best results in anything you do, you got to dedicate yourself to it. True. I, I I tell people, you know, I feel like there are three things in life that you can't run from. That's just in life, or even starting a business if you want to be the best: dedication, mm. hard work, and sacrifice. You can't get away from them. Mm. Those are the three principles of anything if you want to become great. If you try to cheat one of those, you will fail you will you were, were fail because you can't cheat them. I think these are the the basic like fundamentals of just becoming great. Mm. You know, I mean, we can even look at some of the greats in sports, painters, uh, you know, architects, anything that, you know, someone is great in. They put the the time, they put the effort, they sacrifice. I mean, we could say, like, we could even use Michael Jordan for instance. I mean, he was practicing when everybody else was asleep and I even go a step further. I wouldn't even use Michael Jordan. I use, you know, Kobe Bryant. Mm. I mean, people will talk about how much dedication Kobe Bryant put yeah. into basketball. When everybody was at home sure. sleep, he was in the gym shooting. When his friends was at the club and hanging out and having fun, he was at the gym shooting. Yep. He was shooting a thousand free throws a day before he left the gym. Mm. And that's why he's considered one of the legends because he put the, the work, he put the dedication and the sacrifice. Yep. And I'm pretty sure his wife and his kids wanted him at home, but he knew he had a job to do. Mm. He knew he he had a he had a dream that he was trying to accomplish. And the only way he could get to it is if he outworked everybody else. And literally, my friend, that's what I did. I outworked I everybody. Wow. I, I, I sacrificed everything and put myself in the studio 24-7. I will shoot, I will shoot, I will shoot, I was shoot. And people were like, man, did you get burnt out by doing this? And I said, I can never get burnt out about something I love because I love it too much. So even when I fail at it, I'm right back at it. Even when I want to give up, it won't let me give up because I love it so much. You know, I kind of say like me and product photography has a love-hate relationship because when I hate it, I want to walk away from it. But yeah. the next day, I, I forgive it and I come right back to it. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's, yeah. it's like it's so crazy, man, yeah. like how, how it works. But I'm, I, the, those, those two years, man, I literally dedicated myself hmm. to product photography and I learned, I shot, I spent money, I rented equipment, I paid retouches, I did it all, man, out of my pocket you know, I'm, I'm spending money out of my pocket to obtain this goal that, yeah. that I know I want to reach. Yep. And, you know, and I feel like that's why my success and the work that you see, uh, is so strong, you know, because it's just a result of my dedication to the game, mm. to photography and learning, mm-hmm. you know, product photography, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I have a lot of respect for that. And and honestly, i that this idea of work ethic. I've been so obsessed for so long and, and our listeners know we talk a lot about uh, time management on the book of podcasts. How do we get the most out of the time that we spend in a, in a work day? Because I think yep. on, on the flip side of this conversation are people that they may be busy 60 hours a week, but I don't know that the work that they're supposedly doing that they're busy with quote unquote for 60, 80 hours a week is work that's actually translating to anything. You know, they're they're kind of halfway editing some images while also having Netflix running or scrolling through Facebook <laughs> while, you know, they could be doing something else and, and they're not spending their time wisely. So um, for so long, I've been so obsessed with this, this notion of how how much can I leverage the work that I'm doing to maximize the return in a relatively short amount of time. And that's something that's still really important to me. But in the last year or two in particular, uh, I, this the significance of work ethic uh, has really kind of been front and center for me for multiple reasons. And yep. then also consistency in that, right? Cause it's easy to show up for a little bit, but then kind of back off again to show up yep. consistently over and over and over again. That, yep. that becomes a challenge. And you, you said that you love what you do, but I also get the sense that you have a, a baseline set of values that are driving that work ethic. Am I wrong?
1: Most definitely. Okay. I think, I mean, um, my friends and my family that tell you, man, like you know loyalty and trust is everything for me, like I'm loyal to product photography like it's mm-hmm. it's something that i didn't i'm I honest with you, I never thought this would be my life i'm I'm just being honest with you yeah. i I didn't know that this is what I would be dedicating my time to twenty mm-hmm. you know twenty four seven almost mm-hmm. so the loyalty I have for product photography though even just the love for product photography because you know, I love hard, man. Like when I love you, I love you. Yeah. You know, through thick and thin, through ups and downs, I yeah. love you. So, yeah. me loving, product photography, in is it's the same way. You know, hmm. yeah, I might have bad days in it, but I'm also I also had a lot of good days sure. as well, and I remind myself of it. Like every day is not going to be a good shoot day. Yeah. You know, sometimes I test shoot and I think I like something, I be like, nah, I don't like this image. It, it, I didn't. I don't feel it. And then, but I don't give up on it once I don't feel it. I just come back the next day and I'll, I'll let that project go and I'll move on because the next project might be the project. You know, I blow my top off. I'll be like, oh my God, this is everything. <laughs> like, how did I, how did I create this? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. that's one thing I learned about this is I just don't, I don't, I don't give up on it. And in return, since I didn't give up on it, it's not giving up on me and it's it's, it's repaying itself back to me, you know, tenfold. So you know, my baseline of my life is very loyal, very mm. trustworthy. You mm. know, I give my friends, you know, to shut off my back if I have to. Mm. And I'm willing to sacrifice that. I'm willing to sacrifice that to get to that, that next level. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm 35, man, and I'm in my prime of my life. You know, and some of my friends, you know, they go out, they have fun, they kick it, you know, and that's fine. Like, I, I don't sure. judge nobody. Sure. But my dreams, like, my goal set and where I'm at in my life, I can't have that distraction. So I have to stay focused at all times. And this is where I you know my focus has got me this far.
0: I love it. Well, I have to give a shout out to a mutual friend of ours, George Mitchell, who actually oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> he introduced me to you. And I said, we don't have a lot of commercial photographers on here, but George has been on a couple of times. And uh, you guys both seem to have you mentioned your love for people. George, yep. definitely. I get that vibe as well. And and then the commitment to the craft. I mean, George has that all the way. So it, it, I have to give him a man. shout out for sure. And for anybody who's, hey, listening, yeah, man, then, that's my friend, man, that's uh, my guy right there, man. <laughs> amazing, amazing. We've had we've had great conversation in person and here on the podcast as well. And uh, so dope, I'm looking man. forward to so the same dope. in the future between us as well. Uh, Most great, definitely, man. Good, good stuff. But let let me keep going because we have got a lot to talk about. You mentioned the significance of this loyalty and trust as it relates to. Um, the way that you're running your business, and you know, the next question that I wanted to ask you was about customer experience. Would you say that that trust factor is that that key idea behind a good customer experience, or would you add to that?
1: No, I think that's it. I mean, I can okay. use an example for uh, a, a client. Well, I did. I shot some shoes for a client, and uh, the relationship between me and the creative director is so good that when they give me the shoes, they say, "Hey, Demetrius, just do you." We don't need to give you a brief. Wow! Like wow. we trust you enough, we like the work that much that wow. we trust that you're going to deliver all the time. But I had to build that relationship though mm. with them. I had to consistently deliver, deliver, mm. overachieve, overdeliver, deliver, deliver for them to be like, hey, when we give him shoes, don't worry about it. He'd give, he when he he give it back to us about two three weeks, and it'd be exactly what we thought it was going to wow. be. Wow! And, and that's it. So you know the way to get to that point though. Mm is that you have to study the craft and 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 really dig your nails into it to truly understand product photography and how the light and how light moves and what modifiers to use and what lens to use for this. Would this be good with a 100 macro? Maybe I should try this with an 85, who knows? Maybe I should experiment a little bit and throw the 50 on there and see what I get off of it. Sure. So you just really gotta keep yourself in a the, in the lab, man, in the studio and just practice. You no, know, practice makes perfect. If you're not practicing, you can't be perfect. Mm. You know, and it and you know it's not necessarily to be perfect, but it's just to understand and know what you're doing when these clients come to you because they're trusting you, you know, some clients are trusting you with astronomical numbers and and and, and money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you have to deliver. And the only way, and it's even like a motivation for yourself though, in order for you to be able to, to accept that contract, you gotta be confident enough to know that you know what you're doing. Hmm. You know, but the only way you know that is you you consistently work, you work, you work, you work you work, so again, man, I have sacrificed I've dedicated myself to product photography, you know, and my friends and family could contested it you know i I meet you what you're doing They you know everybody my mom and their, my family and my friends call me meet you. They had yeah. call my phone like, "What are you doing? uh I'm in the studio shooting. wow, I'm shooting this, I'm shooting it, hmm. even ask George. I can call George on a random day. He's like, man, what you doing, man? I'm shooting. It. I got a question though, George. What you think about this? <laughs> and he's yeah. like, dude, like you're always like working. I'm like, I have to, man, because mm-hmm. I I want to be the best. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be the best, man. Like I didn't I didn't jump in product photography, you no, know, to be okay. Yep. I want to be great. Like, yep. I want to be great at this. Like mm-hmm. I want somebody to to be like, oh, that Demetrius Neal guy. Yeah, he's 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 good. Like he's, he's, he's up there. He's top 10, you know, and that's what I'm striving for. So, you know, the customer experience, man, is all about, like I say, it's all about the the trust. They trust me enough to give me a product, and know, that I'm going to deliver it. So they they have no worries, man. (laughs) And I have no worries because I trust in myself because I know I can deliver it,
0: you know? Because you put the time and the work in too. I I think there's something interesting about that. Yeah, that you, you put the work and the time in to that craft ahead of time. That gives you a bit of, kind of uh freedom if you will in the moment interacting with a client focusing on the relationship and delivering when you're there for that shoot because you're not you're not having to second guess your technical abilities you put the time in exactly
1: yeah exactly and the, the cool thing about that is once you put enough time in for the technical part then you can start breaking the rules a little bit there you go and that's how and that's how you find your style. That's how you figure out who you are. Yeah. So for the longest, you know, I had some of my mentors, uh, and I got I got a couple of mentors that I always talk to, man. Uh, you know, George. Uh me and George talk all the time. Brian yeah. Cummings. Okay. Uh David Butler out of Boston. Okay. Uh Osborne Marchario out of Vancouver. Tony Roslin out of Port out of Seattle. All right. And I talk to these guys on Instagram all the time. Asking sounds like questions, we got a list of here. podcast
0: guests coming up too, man. Like <laughs> like these guys are
1: great, man. I, okay. I look up to these guys, you know, and I, I, I text them, I talk to them asking mm-hmm. questions because I consider them to be, you know, great. So I'm, I want to get to that level. And the only way you can get to that level, you got to ask questions and they got to feel you know, they got to feel that you're dedicated to the craft. Definitely. And when they feel that, they give you all the answers, man. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is that sometimes in this in photography, we kind of look at each other as competition sometimes. And it's really not competition. It's just that other photographers want to know that you love this craft as much as they love it. And once they feel that, they have no problems opening up their doors and saying, hey, let me help you on this or let me show you this or maybe try this or try that." Yeah. You know, it's, is when that, you know, they feel like you don't love it. It's kind of like, well, why am I really showing you this? Because you really don't care about it. Like I do, you know, yeah, there have been times, I care about this. <laughs> there have
0: been times over the years when, when I've had the opportunity to help other photographers, give them advice, make suggestions. And when they, they say, yes, okay, thanks. And, and then going about their business and don't take that information and do a whole lot with it. And that happens over and over and over again it becomes a little bit tiresome. You know, you want to, you yep. want to, I, I want to help people like crazy. I, I wouldn't be doing this yep. podcast if that wasn't the case. But at the end of the day, if, if they're not willing to take that information and go do something with it, you're like, why am I putting all this time and effort and energy into it? So exactly. I, I hear what you're saying about that. Let me kind of shift directions just a little bit though. Um, we were talking about time and I, I have, again, I have so much respect for your dedication and the time that you're putting in is there, is there some way that you're able to, to shut off, to take a little bit of time off here and there so that you don't get burnt out, so you get the rest that you need, so you can bring the best to, to your business? Or are you at a stage in your life right now where you're just like, we're, we're putting balance aside. We're just all, all in 110%. <laughs> so it's a, it's,
1: it's a, it's a, uh, I think it's a natural balance. Um, of course, I got, you know, I got time for my family. My family is everything to me. Uh, I make sure that I spend time with my family,
0: hmm.
1: uh, and that's that's super important. You know, as much as I work, I always got time for my family. I spend time uh, with my daughters and everything. So like, it's And is that just as simple as saying
0: like, you know what, I'm I'm putting my phone down, I'm putting my computer aside? You seem like yep. a pretty practical guy, so I can see it just yep, being as simple as that.
1: Okay, super simple. Okay, real simple. You know, you know, I might want to shoot, and and I and and it's like I tell myself like, hey, you no know, it. Go hang out with the family, or you know, let's go hang out and go do some fun uh, with my daughters, or you know, whatever the case may be. So sure. there is a uh, there is a level of me understanding that I can't just be always into the work because I do have other people that depend on me outside of photography, yep. emotionally, uh, and I have to be there for them as well, and that's part of that loyalty as well. So yeah. I have my breaks, I take vacations, you know, I, I it, sometimes vacations like. Kind of hard to take because yeah. my mind's always thinking about photography. Sure. Now I see a product. I'm like, Ooh, I want to shoot that. Like I got these <laughs> concepts going in my head. Yeah. Like, man, just chill out with me. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to calm down. But don't think I ain't got my phone. I'm taking <laughs> notes. Like, right? All right. let me <laughs> Find this product, you know, so. Sure. Uh, but I do take breaks. Though. I definitely have my breaks.
0: Cool. Uh, talk to me about the concept of delegation. You're relatively new. I mean, we'll call it five years into to photography mm-hmm. and then running a business. Is delegation or outsourcing something that you've experimented with, whether it's editing or administrative tasks or any, any of the sort?
1: Most definitely. Uh I won't say it was a mistake, but when I first started, I tried to do everything. Like I was really trying to, I was trying to retouch myself. I was trying to, you know, produce myself, trying yeah. to assist myself, like <laughs> all these things. And it what I find out is that the more things I have on my plate, it takes away from me creatively thinking. And, you know, people pay me to creatively think. Yeah. Uh they don't pay me to assist. They don't pay me to produce. Mm. They don't pay me to retouch. Mm-hmm. They pay me to creatively think. Mm-hmm. Uh so, you know, when I once I start understanding it, I definitely find me a retoucher. Uh and I, I was, you know I make sure that I I send him the images, he understands what I need to be retouched. Yep. And and that he gets a retouch. And the reason I do that, because again, it frees up that time for me to, you know, creatively think, you yep. know, to really plan out these shots yep. and really put the time into those shots to say, okay, I thought about this thoroughly, send the mood board over to the client. They, they see that I thought about it thoroughly and then we put it into production. So I think it's super important to start delegating. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I think it's great to learn retouching so you can understand it, so you can better Tell yes. your researcher of what you're looking for. 100. But yeah. over, like over time, I think that it's best to find someone that you can delegate that task to. You find an assistant that knows how to set up your sets and know what you're looking for, know where your your stuff is. You find a digital tech that understands how you shoot and how you label things because it just makes that set and that time of of war, of shooting so much easier and it flows. You know, it's a it's a consistent flow because everybody's on the same page so yep. you come in and do a shoot it's like a regular day but you're actually working because the crew is so thick it's so tight and everybody understand what's going on it just it, it operates seamlessly man. so i'm all for a delegation
0: I love it, yeah, and, and I also love the fact that you highlight it 's not about you're delegating for the sake of then not going and doing anything yourself you're just handing the work off you're delegating so that you can focus on the things that you're best at, so that you have exactly. your a game and the area that you're focusing and I, I think that's a that 's a wonderful balance. One last question before we get to the main topic here, and by the way, for everybody cool. that's watching this live. Don't hesitate to say hello, comment, ask questions, send us funny emoji, whatever you want to do, uh, but but engage, have a conversation with us. I uh, would love your engagement. And for those of you that are listening to the audio version after the fact, follow us at Instagram.com slash Boca Podcast, and uh, you can keep up to date with any of the upcoming live streams. We're going to usually push out a couple of live streams a week, and then, of course, we'll push those to audio after the fact. But uh, we do keep those videos on the Facebook page at Boca Podcast, as well as uh, Photogs edit on YouTube. Last question, though, before we get to the main topic uh, here, cool. Demetrius, and that is about inspiration or education, maybe a favorite book or podcast that you've taken in in the last couple of years that you would recommend to our listeners.
1: Ah, man, I think the, I think the biggest uh, inspiration, two things, man. Uh, this might sound crazy when I say this, but uh, the people who have doubted me. Mm. That's 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 huge, man. Uh, you know, I think we all have like we go through things in life, and we have our you know trials and tribulations and ups and downs. And you know, there was a point before I found photography that it it wasn't a dark spot, but I had went through some things, and there was a lot of people who you know who doubted, me, mm. who who wrote me off, and was like, oh no, he's done. Okay, and uh, that was a little bit of a motivation for me because you know, don't count me out. Yeah. I'm too strong for that. I've been through too much to be counted out of mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. in his life. And I think the other another motivation would be God, man. Like I thank God for, for this talent because I didn't know I had it. Uh, and he you know, decided that it was time for you to discover it. And now it has taken me and had me have me interact with people like you and other people that I never thought would even be a possibility. So, you know, I always thank God. And, you know, God is one of my biggest motivations as well. The last one will probably be uh, just showing, like, you know, my kids and my family that anything is possible. man. I, mm. You know, we live in a world where everybody is always doubting everybody or trying to tell people they can't do something or, yeah. you know, people put their fears on you and then you start having self-doubt. You start, you know, not thinking that you can do things. And I didn't want that. You know, I want I want to cultivate a space for people that's in my life to know that anything is possible. Like anything is possible. Again, it goes back to those principles, though. What are you willing to sacrifice? How much time are you willing to dedicate? How committed are you to this dream that you have that everybody's telling you can't happen? But you know that it can because you believe in yourself. And you know that you, that you can do it. So those three things always keep popping up, man. So uh, it's just that motivation and drive to show people that anything is possible. Like you can do anything you put your mind to.
0: But to bring it back around, though, to your work ethic, and especially as it relates to your kids, kids are looking at social media and they see kind of the highlight reels of these various personalities, you know, influencers, YouTubers, et cetera. And it looks easy. To get there they don 't <laughs> see all the work right behind the scenes that goes into that stuff, yeah, and so I, th- this is to ultimately compliment you. I, I love that that you 're not only trying to demonstrate to your kids that anything is possible, but they 're also simultaneously seeing your work ethic and realizing, okay, Dad says he can do this thing, but he 's also putting the work yep. in to get there. And yeah. that's how I'm going to be able to get there as well. I like that you're demonstrating that work ethic. And again, I take inspiration from that because as much as I've been obsessed with time management over the years, then you know, my, my editing company is based around that, that we talk a lot about it on the podcast at uh, the end of the day, to your, to your original point, at the very beginning of our conversation, stuff isn't going to get done if you don't put the work in. And we're certainly not going to be at the top of the game. If we don't put the work in, you got to put exactly. the work in and you got to be consistent in showing up. So I, I, I take inspiration from that. Thanks for, yeah, most definitely, that.
1: man. And like, you know, I just try to I just try to get that knowledge to people, man. Like just that's one thing I don't hold back is that information to them, to people, man. Like you gotta you gotta dedicate yourself to this, man, or whatever you love. I don't I don't care if it's catching fish, man. You wanna be the best fisherman, then you gotta put that time in, man. You gotta learn new techniques and learn the fish and learn the ropes and what's best and what's not best and True. what pole to use. Like you gotta put that time in. You gotta go out there and test it. Yeah. You gotta go on the river and fish. Yeah. See what works and what don't work. I mean, just like photographers, we gotta go in the studio and set up. If it works, huh? It didn't work. If it do work, oh, write it down. It worked. We know we know this works. So you again, you just can't avoid it. You can't get away from it, man. And you know, that's just what I just try to tell people, man. Like people ask me all the time, like, how do you do it? I said, Man, I just I just decided not to stop. I decided not to quit. So not never quit. Like, you know, and I tell people, man, I don't have a plan B. There is no Plan B for Demetrius Neal. It's not <laughs> like there's not, man. I don't, yeah. I don't have a backup job waiting. I don't, nah. Like when when I decided to do photography full no. time, I told myself there is no Plan B.
0: Hmm.
1: I have no backup because I think that when people have backups, it's always this. You don't go as hard as you need to for Plan A when you have Plan B, kind of like in a backfield, you know. So if you get rid of Plan B, you have no choice but to go hard for Plan A. You have no choice. Like you have to work hard. You True. have to give it everything. True. Because as long as you have a backup, you can kind of you know, stick your foot in and stick your foot out. <laughs> you're not full you're not fully in it. You're never yeah. fully in it. Because yeah. one foot's in plan B and the other one's in plan A. So how can how can you how can any one of these plans come together if you're not fully into one of them? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I told myself like, hey. Once I would dove into photography, there is no plan A. Hmm. I have to dedicate everything, sacrifice what, you know everything, and 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 be in to to photography to achieve plan A. And it's been working so far, man. Like it's it's been panning out.
0: Well, again, I have a lot of respect for, for that, the work ethic that drives that. I, the other thing, and, and and well, the last point here before we get to this conversation, because we have so much to talk <laughs> about still, but I just love this. This is really, really good stuff. Something that you highlighted there when I, that I want to kind of reiterate for our listeners is the significance, not just simply of putting the hard work in, but also making adjustments as we go. You, you talked about you go in the studio, you shoot, you see something doesn't work. You make an adjustment and and you try it. You know, go back and try it the next day, or go back and try something different the next day. And I think that's really important to note as well, because it's easy again in this day and age. The way that I think people, a lot of people, perceive success, it's just kind of this this fast track, a one way fast track. And the reality is, behind that success is a lot of adjustment and change. And we, we have to be okay with the fact that something is not going to work in the moment. We change, we make an adjustment, we shift a little bit and then we keep going and we have to be willing to continue to do that. Otherwise it's easy
1: to get beat down. One of my, one of my greatest achievements is failure, man. One of my greatest achievements is failure because when you fail, you learn, you know, if you did everything correct, what would you, what would you learn? You know, how would you know how to deal with, with losing you know, if you just won all your life and the first time you lose, it's devastating. It's hard to bounce back from that, man. But if you fail before, when you fail again, it's nothing. You can dust your shoulders off and go go right back into it. So, failure is my one of my biggest achievements, man. I have failed a lot in photography. <laughs> Every product shot I've done has not been the best. It has <laughs> not been no top class, man, but I have failed. And I tell people all the time, I have failed at this. Like, I'm not, you know, I didn't just pick up the camera and Every time I snapped the picture, it was the best thing ever happened. Nah, man, I had some epic fails in shooting products, uh, but you know that failure has taught me to to not give up, to keep going, you know, to like to sit down, figure out what went wrong, and uh and try it again, you know, and, and keep trying, man, because again, you know, a lot of things you don't get on the first try, man. You know, you keep trying, eventually you'll get it, it'll work out, you yeah. know, but the the. I think the hard part of it is to keep trying. Mm. It's to not be down on yourself and, and get down on yourself so you can't you know, try again. I remember mm. a, like a couple of years ago, uh, I had posted <laughs> my bank account one day on Facebook, and it was like a negative $500. And I was like, this is how you run a business. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you run a business. Because there's going to there's be days where you're in the negative, mm. but you got to keep going. You got to keep going, man. Like, and people was like, man, that's crazy. I was like, Yeah. But I didn't you know, but the next day I made you know, five thousand dollars. Sure. So yeah, I was in the negative one day, and you might beat down on yourself because you in the you're in the dark. Sure. But you don't know that the next day might put you in the light. And that five thousand brought me right back to the positive. So that's why I keep telling people, don't give up, man. Don't give up. Even in the darkest days, find mm-hmm. the light. Because it's there. You just gotta look for it. Good stuff, man.
0: Good. Stuff. I you, you're giving us all these I, just pearls of wisdom and, and quotable <laughs> lines and everything. I mean, it's good, good stuff. I Jill, who who produces our podcast, she's taking notes madly right now and clipping <laughs> audio clips for Instagram and stuff. Is but it's, but in all seriousness, it, it's you know as as. The the funny thing about uh, cliches, actually, my my friend Sean Austin, who I've had on the podcast a number of times, he he talks about the funny things about cliches is that they're true, or there's a lot of truth to them, right? Always. And and these things that you're talking about, in some cases, may seem or sound to some that are listening and are watching like cliches. The reality is, if we just do them, we'll see that there's success on the other side of that. But we have to be willing not only to do them, number one, but to your point, again, Demetrius, to be willing to take or to accept a bit of failure here and there and, and, let that kind of bounce off of us and keep going on the other side of that. And the consistency in that is, is the success. So, um, I, I, I take that very personally. I'm applying, I'm working at applying that to my life and I hope our listeners
1: do as well, but
0: I <laughs> want to keep going. Cause we've got, man, we've got so much to cover here. And, and so I mentioned at the very beginning of the conversation that we're going to talk about this idea, this concept of the coexistence of faith and dedication. And I think this is a really interesting one for, for a number of reasons. One, I like to kind of hit both sides of a of a conversation, right? Kind of look at both sides okay. of the coin, if you will. Um, I, I also know that our industry has a very large community, a faith-driven community, the photography industry does. So it's a very relevant conversation. Um, and and I have a very close personal experience. I actually, I've mentioned a number of times here on the podcast that I grew up in Japan. I spent about 10 years of my life there. I, okay. I was there because my parents were missionaries. We we spent about 10 years there, and my parents were doing missionary work there. So I know firsthand the significance of faith in day-to-day life. Um, and, and so I, I, this is, I can relate to the concept, but I, I also know that faith is subjective. So my experience of faith or our listeners' experience of faith is going to differ likely from person to person. I wonder just to kind of set the the stage and and give context to the conversation. You can just share briefly your personal experience of faith. What, what did it take to get to your current belief system?
1: Uh, I would say, man, my family has always been in the church. My, uh, my dad's mom, uh, my mom's mom, heavy believers. Uh, And I think, you know, as being a kid, I used to always go to church with my dad's mom all the time. Like Every time I spent the night over there, we'd go to church on Sunday. Sure. You know, as a little kid, you don't really understand uh, God and faith. Because you're just a kid, man. You just know, you get up and you're going to church. Yeah. I think as you get older in life and, you know, certain situations start to happen, you start to see that kind of come into play in your in your faith be tested. And uh, I think the one thing is that, you know, what keeps my faith strong is because, you know, I believe that God didn't give me the talent for no reason. Hmm. Uh, he 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 didn't. You know, he give he gives everybody a talent. It's all about pausing and and listening to him and understanding what he's trying to guide you to and lead you to. And if you can hear it on the other side of that fence, it's glorious. It's, it's, it's glorious, man. So, I mean, I, I can contest to that, man. You know, I didn't think that again photography was lead me to these situations and positions in my life. Yeah. And because I didn't give up because he believed in me and I believed in him and I didn't give up on myself because he believed in me. My faith carried me through these dark days, through these tough times, man, through these hardships that I had in my life. And now I'm here and I can look back on those hard days and be like, I never thought I was going to make it through that. but I did. I made it through it. And so, you know, if I can make it through hardships in life, Messing up on a, a test shoot ain't nothing. Uh, it didn't work today. We'll come back tomorrow because yeah. that, that's been my life. That's been the mm. life God has set up for me. You had a hardship. I got you through that. So keep believing in me. Another one's gonna come. I got you through that. You know, God never said that life would be easy. He said I'll always be with you through life. Mm. I'll always be there to protect you. He protect you. Not saying that you won't go. Not, he's not saying that you're not gonna go through hard things. You're sure. gonna go through hard things. We all do. Death is a hard thing. You know, I lost two of my best friends in three years uh, wow. and, you know, and it it was it was I was my faith was being tested. Like, you know, because one thing I always tell people, I never question God. I never question him hmm. as, as as much as I hurt. You know, I miss my friends, man. I miss both of them as yeah. much as I hurt. I never question why he decided to do that, you know, because I have enough faith in him and believe in him that much that I w- I would never question him. I have to accept what it is and, and just and and do the best that I can.
0: Would you say that the, the strength of that faith, the consistency of that faith, does that largely come from the way that you were raised, or did you have an experience at some point in your life that that really solidified that?
1: Uh, I think it's both, man. I think having a praying family is always important. Somebody that can, you know, people that pray for you, that want to see you do good in life, that's that's super important. And I've been, you know, grateful to have a bunch of people who care about me. Uh, even through my hardships, I've had people, you know, consi- you know consistently pray for me, be by my side and want the best for me. And, yeah, I think all my hardships was a test of faith. I think any hardship anyone's going through is a test of faith, man. You know, you can say you believe in something until it's time to believe in it. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the
1: test. Yeah. That's the test. Yep. You know, I can tell you, you know, I can run 100 miles until it's time to run 100 miles. That's the <laughs> test. Sure. That's, that's it. Because if you can't run 100 miles, then... You know, it it was it was so excuse my language. It was, you know sure. what I'm saying? It was yeah. bull. Yeah. You know, so I think the hardships that you go through in life are those tests of faith. And as long as you stay true to that faith on the other end, because honestly, we always look back on hardships and be like, OK, I made it through that. And it always seems so easy on the other side of on the other it. side. When yeah. you're going through it, it's hard. It's It's like it's gut wrenching sometimes. Mm-hmm. But once you make it through it, you can look back and be like. Damn, I remember that pain I felt from going through that hardship, but I made it through. So once you experience those and you understand those, that pain and that and, and seeing the light when you when you now when I'm faced with a hardship, I, I don't get mad no more. Like no one can make me mad no more in life. Why am I mad for? My life is great. Mm-hmm. I have a great life. Mm-hmm. My family's good. I'm good. I'm doing what I love. There ain't nothing you can say about me. There ain't nothing you can do to me to mm-hmm. that'll make me upset. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you that type of type of power over my life because yeah. my faith is so strong. My faith is so strong. Whatever's wrong to me, I will figure it out and get past it. You know. And I think I think another and as we talking man, I think a a big a, the biggest component to that is my father man. You know, my dad was super hard on me, and as a young kid, I I could never understand why. Like I I, it, it, I used to it used to baffle me man I remember <laughs> and I remember in high school like all my friends' parents are buying them cars and you know all this stuff and I'm like my car air pops like <laughs> you gonna buy me a car and he was like nah son you gotta work for that hmm. you gotta go you gotta go get that I can't get that for you you have to go get that hmm. and I remember being so angry at him because like dude like what what more do you want me to do as a kid yeah but even to this day, man, like when I even when I see my dad and I make these accomplishments, man, he he's like the only person that makes me cry mm. because I understand now, like mm. these hard these hard rules and that tough love that he gave me. Because if if he just if he literally just gave me everything I wanted in my life, if photography never would have worked, I would have gave up on it. I would have been like, this ain't it. I'm done. Right. whatever right. i would have moved on to something else but the fact that that tough love taught me just to you know what you're good keep going it's mm-hmm. okay work yeah. for it mm-hmm. work hard for it dedicate yourself to it if you want it because anything i, I could pretty pretty sure like when you was a kid it might a toy that you might have wanted or action figure and your mom and dad was like no nah, we're not gonna buy it, but you can do chores hundred percent take out you, you can cut the grass you yeah. can take out the trash and clean the kitchen and do these yeah. things or you can go get a lawnmower and cut the neighbor's yard for $20 <laughs> or $10, and you got to earn your keep. Yep. The same thing, man. I dedicated myself enough to this game to earn my keep in photography and product photography. So I had to – believe it, it or not,
0: Demetrius, I had to pay – I my dad was charging me rent to live at home when I was in college. I mean – I, I i totally understand where you're coming from <laughs>
1: hey man you got to earn your keep man yeah yeah, yeah you got to yeah. earn your keep out here. and and i uh, you know now as an adult as a grown man i understand it so much like it makes so much sense sure. like it just all clicked and i was like well thanks Dad. i appreciate it you know because you know it worked
0: Well, so I I see where that work ethic comes from too. That's, that's pretty fascinating. I I love to hear the backstory. You could see how the psychology was developed over time through this experience. And in this case with your dad, talk to me, if you were to sum up, let's just say in in one sentence, if you were to sum up the significance of faith, specifically as it relates to your business, Mm -hmm. what would that summary be? What would that summation be?
1: Mm, That's a good question, man. I would say,
0: it doesn't have to just be
1: one sentence if you don't want it to. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. I'm trying to I'm just I'm trying to formulate in my mind the the one thing. Oh, you know what? I always live by this rule. Okay. Uh every everything is achievable. Hmm. Everything is achievable. Everything. Everything. I always tell myself that every time everything is achievable. Everything. You can achieve anything that you want to. Again, it just depends on how hard you work. So and I I'm dedication. Curious,
0: yeah I'm curious about that because what we're talking about is faith and we're going to talk about dedication here in just a second. But mm-hmm. it seems like, in fact, I think this is a great segue to, to my next question because a, a lot of um, a lot of times, or I, there have been times, I should say, when even just scrolling through Facebook, for example, where mm-hmm. I see photographers who have a faith that are kind of putting it all out. They're they're setting aside any real responsibility. For the work that you're talking about, right? I, I th- this is a fascinating conversation to me just to begin with, just simply because this notion of work ethic and faith obviously coexists for you. But yeah. part of the reason I wanted to get in this conversation today is I, I've seen people who kind of throw the the personal responsibility out the door, and they just say, "I'm going to pray about it," and 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 I get the significance of prayer again from personal experience and 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 from from watching listening to others. But they, it's it's kind of an all or nothing. It's not. I please pray for me as I go put the work in it's, I'm going to pray about it or y'all pray for me. uh, This is what I need done. Not y'all pray for me and I'm going to go work for 12 hours to get this thing done. Does that make sense? It, 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 that coexistence doesn't seem to be the norm for everyone. I I'm I'm wondering if you can kind of comment on that, that idea a little bit as it relates to, and and where this faith, the line between faith and dedication
1: is. Yeah. Okay. Most definitely. So like, I think people kind of get that confused like, Well pray for me and and just say, Okay, I'm not gonna put the work in, but just pray for me. You gotta the faith is the faith is continue to do the work. You still can pray for me, but I still have to do the work. Right. The faith is believing in that if I do the work, he will answer me. He will answer he will answer whatever my prayers are. It's not just pray and let it go and just okay, I'm not gonna do nothing. It's I'm gonna keep working hard, but I'm gonna pray and ask for for the things that I want. But I have to show him that I'm working towards those.
0: You know, I think it's I think it's a kind of a difficult conversation probably for a lot of people to to and understand. in, in the same conversation, this this reliance on a supernatural concept, right? That yep. the lack of tangibility in that I, I'm putting faith in somebody that I can't see to do to, to take care of me. Put it put it very very simply. But then simultaneously, I'm supposed to do this very tangible thing or set of tangible things. And it seems like it, it may be easy for some to kind of, it, almost like they're mutually exclusive, the supernatural and the practical, and they don't always coexist.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think the, the most important part today is, is being having an understanding, and then you can see where the faith and then the prayer comes in and it works. So, example. Uh, I can remember a couple of times where, you know, I could have been like, like on my last hundred dollars, and was like, I got a bill I got to pay, and because I stayed faithful, because I stayed faithful to God and say faithful to photography, the next day I see a, a check clear, and I was like, where'd it come from? And I forget it, it was from a client like two months ago. Okay, and I was like, oh, that to me that's him answering. Answering it's like if you keep doing what I ask you to do, you stay faithful to me, I will lead you i will I will make sure that you're okay, I will protect you through this journey because I gave you you know God ain't gonna give you the talent and then walk away from it, you. you know what's interesting but also, about that
0: idea though is you so he provided you for you in the moment, especially as you were praying i mean it's very it, 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 you're very much in the moment you've got this bill coming up do you need the money and and suddenly this check clears, and you weren't expecting it so Naturally, you're thanking God, but then the reality at the same time is that you put the work in. So there's still this practical element to it as well, right? Yep.
1: Yep. That's yep. interesting. I mean, it's, it's you know I think faith is one of those things, man. It's
0: it's hard to explain. Sure.
1: It, it, it's hard to pinpoint because it's not something that it's not tangible. Right. It's not something you can grab onto or feel. I mean, you can feel it. Uh, but it's not something that you can see. And most of the time we relate to things that we see. Right. Like if I can see you, I can relate. Okay, cool. There's things that we can talk and, and see within each other that we sure. can relate to. We, we both have beards.
0: Not... You, you've you got a better beard than I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's my point. Faith is something that you can't, you can't touch it. You can't see. It. Sure. It's just something that you gotta, it's just something you gotta, it's just something that you have. You know, like that faith is just, Ah, so if you if we could explain it, it wouldn't even be faith. That's mm. the crazy part. Mm. If you could explain it, it wouldn't really be faith. You know, we have a you know it'd be something else that we can pinpoint. And say, oh, they're gonna faith right there, but right. We can't do that with faith. Right, it's just something that uh that some of us have and understand, and some of us don't. Honestly, man, like I can't. I don't know how they even explain it. Right. <laughs> well, again, it's, I, it's, I just
0: I, I have. And there's so many different directions we can go in this conversation, but I, I just, I have so much respect for the, the level of certainly dedication that you have to your faith and then the level of dedication that you have to the, the, the need for practicality and that you have to still do. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, again, it seems kind of cliche, but that, that Nike saying, just do it at the end of the day, we just have to do it. And there's really no choice gotta other do than it, that. Man. Um, and I, and I, think it's, I, I think it's so important for everyone to be reminded of that. So to that end, you commented a little bit about your background and your faith and, and learning from your parents and your dad in particular, of course, the work ethic as well. But I'm wondering if you can share with our listeners just briefly here as we're finishing up, what are a few habits? So you mentioned to me before we started recording that there are three habits in particular that you exhibit consistently. You, you're, you're putting faith into practice, but you're also dedicated to your craft. And I know that you talked about putting time in. What are three habits in particular that you implement in your business regularly that you feel like have made a big difference in moving your business forward?
1: Uh, me. So it's, it's kind of like personal and business at the same time. Okay, sure. Uh, I pray every morning.
0: Hmm.
1: I just thank God for opportunity, his blessings, his, his, his ability to give me the talent. I just thank him of opportunities that he has, the doors he have opened up for me. Yeah. Uh, I show my grace to him because I'm I'm grateful for the things that he have done uh, for me. Mm. Uh, I think one thing that I I do all the time and it is, sounds crazy. Uh, I'm not afraid to reach out to anybody, nobody. If I like your product, I I email you or I DM you like Hey, I like your product. I would like to shoot that. Mm. It, it may sound crazy because people are like you just just talking to people like that. I'm like, uh, yeah, I just reach out to people. You just do it. I just do it, man. Yeah. Like I just reach out to people and you know, I have got a big response. Like a lot of my clients come from LinkedIn. Okay. Like I like the DMS in LinkedIn. Like I reach out to a business like, Hey, I like the products. I, I would I will love to shoot it. Yep. And it gets the conversation going or I go add somebody, you know, I go do my own research on companies and, and find creative directors and art directors and reach out to them. Like, hey, my name is Demetrius and I'm a product photographer. You know, please check out my work. Like I'm never afraid to reach out to people to push my business because I love doing what I'm doing. And in my heart, I can make your product ten times better. When I get done shooting your product, people are going to love it. Love and it's it. gonna generate more money for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm never afraid to express that. Yep. Uh of people. Can I uh, ask you,
0: can I ask you about that? And I'm, I'm taking notes. You may have seen me look down. I'm yeah, taking notes here as you're talking, but the significance of taking initiative and you mentioned LinkedIn specifically in the DMs and LinkedIn, I've been getting more DMs in LinkedIn actually as of late, uh, that were either relevant or not even relevant to me. And to that point, it seems like a lot of times people can just kind of copy and paste a template message and I would, I would venture, at least based on my personal experience, that that would be super off-putting to, to other companies. If they get these DMs by somebody who they don't know with a message that obviously was a copy and paste job, some template job, very impersonal, yeah. how, do you, how do you personalize that communication? If you're taking that initiative, which again, I have so much respect for, you're taking that initiative and you're reaching out and just taking that chance, how do you make that communication personal enough and ultimately convincing enough in that, in, on that platform?
1: One, I don't send copy and paste messages. Everyone is personal. Okay. Everyone, I every message I send is personal. It's not a copy and paste. It's, it's very personal. You know, and I'm being myself in those messages as well. Uh, so when you talk to me, you know exactly who you're talking to and what you're getting. Uh, I think that's the key. I think it's being personal all the time. Hmm. It's making people feel like, you know, they're not just another person in the factory getting pushed through the line. Is that this guy took out his time to write this letter and and dedicate it specifically to us because he likes what he he likes, what we are doing at this company. He would love to be a part of it. So, you know, I take my time in writing these letters out and these introductions and, you know, introducing myself to companies, people, uh, because, you know, we all know that this world is built on relationships. Yeah. Uh, It's all about who, you know, sometimes, you know, honestly, you know. You know, I know people who probably never picked up a camera or in life and probably shot photography because they knew somebody.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It happens
1: all the time, man. You know, it's all about these relationships that you build. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I make sure everything is personal. I never just like copy text, paste, paper, but they just send it out to everybody. Yeah. No, nah, it's not personal, man. It's not fair enough. And it's not me. I'm a very personal person. So. It's not, it don't even fit to my character to do no, some stuff. I, I to totally
0: get it. that. Yeah. And, and I, I love that you're consistent <laughs> in that too. I, and I can, I can very much believe it. So, so we talked about kind of three habits, three primary habits that, yeah. that made a big difference in so, make moving your personal life forward. So prayer was one taking initiative, yeah. particularly in communication was a second one. What's, what's the third one?
1: My third one was to be, always be honest with myself. Hmm. Be honest. I would say be honest. Okay. Uh, even when it hurts, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I what think. Does honestly, what does that as, look like practically? Man, just you know, be honest with your clients because sometimes clients can ask you for some crazy stuff. <laughs> like, look, can you make the building do six somersaults in one court? <laughs> well, I'm like, it's a building, so no, I can't do that. <laughs> but what I can do is this, though. It's just being honest. I think people appreciate honesty uh, because mm-hmm. with honesty, you can get truth, and with truth, you can do a lot of things. So, you know, if they ask for this, well, I can't do that, but I can't do this. Then yeah. they can say, okay, cool. Well, if you could do this, then we can plan it do this. Okay. Boom. Solution is found. You know, uh, I like just that for a number e- of
0: reasons. One, I, because I think part of the reason honesty carries so much significance, particularly these days, is that so many people are being dishonest or they're kind of, they're telling a lot of white lies during the surface level, kind of BS stuff and not just being straight up. So yep. it stands out. It's unique in that way. And then the other thing that you just pointed out that I really like is when you when you tell somebody that you can't do something, it's not just simply no or no, I can't do it. It's I can't do that, but I can do yep. this. So it ends on a exactly. positive note still. I like that.
1: Always, always. So, in, I mean, honestly, is everything, you know, if, you know, you, you be honest and you will find yourself getting a lot of further along in life and even in business when you're honest. You know, because like again, honesty leads to truth and with truth, you can do a lot of things with truth, hmm. you know you, you can you can move some things around and okay, we can't do this because we, you know it can't it can't work or or example, let's just say if a client comes to me and, and asks me to do something and I can't do it, well, if I lie and take that money, then they realize that I can't do it, well that hurts my reputation,
0: yep comes back and that's to the money. worst
1: thing that's the worst thing you can't do in business to have a bad reputation. Sure. Because people talk, you know. Oh, yeah, I did some work with that product photographer, Demetrius Neal. He said he can do this, and we had to rebook another photographer because he couldn't do it. Yeah. And and now all these other companies that hear your name, they are second guessing you now mm. because in your email you sounded super super confident, but now from personal experiences, they hear somebody saying that he's not the guy that he say he is. Mm. That's a problem. That's a problem in business. So yeah, being honest, man. Is, man, honest, is is love super it. important. Man, I I just
0: I love first of all the the simplicity of these principles that you're sharing. What we're talking about here, and that, this is I'm 41 years old, uh, and and even at this age, I mean, I in my head I'm like 15 still, right? But I'm 41, <laughs> so I've spent a little bit of time on this earth. And one of the things that I've realized even more significantly, even in the last year or two, is that. It's not about these like earth-shattering brand new concepts or principles that make the biggest difference in life. It's really the simple stuff. And it's so easy, especially in this day and age, we're so used to like big, bold, crazy ideas because of social media and so forth that we lose sight of the most important ideas which are you know they've been around for hundreds thousands of years and we just need to actually put them to practice consistently and so you're your prime example these principles these concepts you're sharing are a great example of that but at the end of the day I just have so much respect for your focus on those principles um, you know we're not talking a ton about photography or photographic technique you've put the work in obviously I mean I'm looking at your work it's just stunning. But at the end of the day, it's these principles that drive what you do. And uh, Demetrius, I actually have on my like the back of my lock screen on my phone here, and I'm going to try to hold this up to the camera and see if it'll come through. It's Yeah, it's kind of blurred out. But right there, what, what that was, the blurred picture, was a list of nine values that okay. are important to me and on a regular basis I mean they're there on the lock screen on my phone on a regular basis I'm able to review them these are the ideas I'm not going to be to your earlier point I'm not going to be perfect living them out each and every one just right every single day but I want my life at, at a very base level to reflect these ideas and these values you've been a, a wonderful example of that in conversation today I just have a lot of respect for that and I really appreciate you sharing with with all of our listeners about <laughs> all of these things
1: hey no hey, it's you no know, no problem man. I think again you know uh we all have talents, man. Everybody has a talent. Uh it's all about finding their talent, but most important, like I always tell people, and I've been saying, uh, it's all about that commitment, the dedication, and the sacrifice to really take that talent to the next level. You know, and, and what are you willing what are you willing to leave behind mm. to get ahead? Literally. What are you willing to leave behind to get ahead? Mm. You know? And you know, I left a lot behind to get ahead to where I'm at and I'm happy. That I did because, you know, my life is, I got a pretty good life. You know, I get to wake up and do what I love every day. Every day I get to wake up and do what I love with no regrets, with no hesitation, with no with no contract to my to my life. If I want to take a vacation, I go take a vacation right now if I want to because I will sacrifice enough of my life to get to this point. Sure. To where I can do that.
0: Yep, that makes you sense.
1: You know, one, one thing somebody always told me, you know, Live like no one now so you can live like no one later. Stuck to me. It stuck to me so hard because we all, you know, everybody's living for the now. Now, 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 now. Got to have it now. Instant gratification. Sure. And I'm kind of more of like a slow turtle. I want to see my progression in this. Mm. I want to be able to look back five years ago like, this is where I started. Mm. This is where I'm at. And then make that, that a point and say, this is where I'm about to be. Okay. You know, so... It just I mean, it's just one of those things. I don't know, man. It just
0: well, it, it's been this it's has been love. super yeah. I really appreciate your time and, and the inspiration, the information, the wisdom and the advice. Remind our listeners one more time where they can find and follow you online. Keep up with what you're doing, maybe send you a DM or two.
1: Yeah, man. So on Instagram, you can find me at uh, D-E-E-L Nil. D L Nil. And then on my website is ww.dlnil.com. Uh, you got any questions? Shoot me a DM. I answer all my DMs. I ignore nobody.
0: Awesome. I, man, so much respect. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, to everybody, for listening in, for joining us. Thank out. you,
1: my man. Appreciate you having me on here. Absolutely. Everybody, have a great day.